Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment on GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, I'm Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, the founder and the host. And for those of you that are seasoned listeners, thank you so much for dialing back into another episode. With me today in the hot seat is Brianne Hansen. And today we're going to spend time talking about small businesses, small businesses, how she got started, as well as some other interesting things. But before we dive in, I want to give you more on who Brianne is. Brienne is a multidisciplinary entrepreneur. She is passionate about business leadership, entrepreneurship, business development, and mental health advocacy. These passions lead Brienne to her four businesses, Consulting by B Cheer District, Institute of Sport and High Performance, and Cheer Corps. Consulting by B offers consultancies for individuals who are looking to start a business or establish small businesses who are looking for help in finding organizational, operational, and financial success. Brianne's other three businesses focus on sports, physiology, and cheerleading. So that's a bit about Brianne. She definitely has versatility, but I definitely want to welcome her on so you could learn the woman behind it all. So without further ado, please welcome Brianne Hansen. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here and chat with you today. My pleasure, Brianne. And I def- and I definitely want to give the audience a chance to connect with you in a fun and personal manner. So there are two ways that we can do that. We could either do an icebreaker or a 10-question rapid-fire game. What are you in the mood for? Rapid-fire. Let's do it. Okay. So... <laughs> So here we go. We're playing rapid fire with Genesis and Brienne. Do 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 do. <laughs> Question number one: If you could trade places with anyone, would you trade places or remain yourself? Ooh, that's a tough one. That's deep. That's not rapid fire. <laughs> um. Okay, I'd say remain myself. Question two, favorite food? Um, Caesar salad. Question three, if you could recreate any significant moment in your life, what would it be? Ooh, um, recreate. I don't know about recreate, but relive. I would love to relive my engagement again, just to like be able to feel those feelings again. Ah, yes. Okay. Question four. What is your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? Coffee, but I I call it a bougie coffee because I only drink lattes or cappuccinos. So I have my bougie coffee every day. I like that. Question five. Favorite color? Uh, Green. Okay. Question six. You get three random acts of kindness per day for you to do for someone else. What are your three to do today? Hmm, buy someone a bougie coffee. Um, um, 
give someone a hug. I feel like that's a random act of kindness. I don't know if it is, but everybody can use a hug, you know? Um, and random act of kindness. Oh no. I mean, if I could, I would like pay someone's mortgage payment or something for them. I don't know if I could do that today, but I would love to. <laughs> hey, it's, it's all about manifestation. You're putting it out there. <laughs> Question seven. Would you rather a dream car, dream home, or hell, let's go big and have both? Oh, dream home, I think. I mean, I, I think you go both, but no, I'd say dream home. I'm not a big car person, I'd say. Question eight, I am very observant and I notice you have a tattoo. I don't know if it's your left or right forearm. So I want you to hold up your tattoo and tell us the meaning behind that. Um, well, the meaning behind this is it's a lavender and lavender is known for it to be calming. Um, and as you said at the beginning, I'm a big mental health advocate. I've um, struggled with my own mental health over my life um, so it's a reminder to breathe and to relax and to take a deep breath sometimes and just you know enjoy life yeah question nine what is one thing you're looking forward to to the to that big day if you're having a small wedding or a big wedding um I it's I'd say it's like a medium-sized wedding <laughs> Um, I'm looking forward to just like the, the dancing and celebrating with my friends and family. I'm, I, I'm not super traditional. So it, for me and my fiance, it's all about just like, how can we have the best time and the time of our lives and have it be like the wedding that everybody remembers. So that's the goal. Amazing. And question 10, it's our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our rules are reversed and I get to ask you a, no, if, if you pass, our rules are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? Um, I will pass. Okay. okay what's your so question? I can ask you a question? Yes. What's your question? What made you want to start a podcast? Oh, this has been, ah, this has been a hot topic. So I started this podcast as a passion project after losing my father in November of 2020 to medical negligence. And the rest is history. I would, I would definitely share more, but I do open up on my podcast and some of the solo segments that are further down, but I do want to be respectful of our time commitment. So my dad was definitely my um, person and when I think about, you know, my dad, it gives me joy to see the success of the podcast. Well, I'm, I'm very sorry for your loss, but I'm glad that he lives on through your podcast. That's awesome. Thank you so, so much. And now we're going to dive into the main part of the segment now that we finished the connection part. And the main part is small businesses. So I want you to talk about um, what that looked like and what made you go into not just one small business, but four small businesses. Yeah, it's been a bit of a crazy journey. Um, I started my first small business about six years ago now. Um, I come from a family of entrepreneurship. My dad was a 
entrepreneur, investment banker, like has been in every industry known to man. And so that's what I grew up seeing a lot of, um, although that's not where I thought I would be, to be honest. Um, I thought I would go into investment banking and kind of live the corporate life that way, but it's not what ended up happening. Um, I started in corporate when I finished university and it really wasn't for me. Um, and I ended up going back and working with the individual who was actually my physical therapist because I was a cheerleader for 15 years and it took a toll on my body. So I got to know my physical therapist really well. Um, and while I was still getting treatment, I was whining about my job and how much I hated it. And he convinced me to come work for him. And he owned a physical therapy clinic in a cheerleading gym, which is the cheerleading gym that I actually grew up cheering at. So um, I started helping him running his clinic, like all the, the admin side of it, helping grow the business. Um, and he, we both had a passion for cheerleading, um, but in particular, he obviously had that, the, the physiology background and he's also a sports scientist. So he was really interested in figuring out like, how could we bring tools to the cheerleading industry to help athletes better prepare their bodies for the sport and also protect their bodies for long like longevity um, so that they didn't end up like me, you know, in their early twenties, sitting at a desk with back pain and um, having to see their physical therapist three times a week. So that's where cheer district started. And that was our first business. Um, it kind of started in that clinic setting, but then it became such a big project that I kind of took it and ran with it. Um, so he is my co-founder in that. Um, and started to build that and been working on that for the last six years. And then in the last like year to six months, um, the other three businesses kind of just happened really organically. Um, the pandemic was really hard on the cheerleading industry uh, because it closed all of, all of the gyms for a very long time. And um, I'm in Canada. So we had a very long long drawn out shutdowns um, and cheerleading you can't really do on your own or social distance so um, it was it was tough on us um, so while that business was kind of in a bit of a lull that's when I started my consulting because I had spent so much time building my business raising money um, I'd worked in investment investments before starting my own business so I had some of that background so that's when I started consulting and fell in love with that I'm so passionate about entrepreneurship and so getting to work with other entrepreneurs through that journey of building business plans, starting financial projections, like building strong foundations so that they can take it and run with it and build their dreams was super fulfilling. Um, and really, I thought I was going to stop there. And then <laughs> somebody approached me about purchasing their cheerleading gym. They've been in operation for about 13 years. And my initial reaction. So whenever someone approached you about purchasing their chair facility, was it mainly from an M&A standpoint, like a mergers and acquisition, or were you going to buy their entire business and be able to restructure it yourself? Yeah, so um, it was a full takeover. She um, they, they loved both of them. They, they love the business, but just were looking to do other things in their life, um, had been doing it for the last 13 years and she found a new passion. So she was looking to kind of just get out of it. Um, and I had recently moved into 
kind of the area. I live about an hour away from the gym, but um, it, it was like a full buyout because she wanted to exit. So um, it was a cool opportunity because I had been on the other side of the industry for so long in coaching the coaches on how to train their athletes properly, giving them the tools. Um, but I never actually had my own facility that I could pl- apply those um, that application to my own athletes and actually follow through with it in the way that we wanted to. Um, so it was that Cheer District was our is the parent company and it is what bought Cheer for. Okay, so my other thing there, because you you painted the picture. So Cheer District is the overall umbrella and then the new company sits underneath that. So there's technically no COI, conflict of interest there, since it sits under the parent company. Is that, am I following you so far? Correct, yes. Okay, yes. So, so whenever you took over this new, this new company, was it a conversation that needed to be had with you and the co-founder since he is a part of Cheer District? And I'm sure whenever you're getting ready to do a takeover of another company and you're not in business by yourself, but with a partner, you have to have those types of conversations in order to make sure that it is a good fit for um, everyone that is included. Yes, absolutely. Um, so our board at Cheer District is actually myself, my co-founder, his wife, who's also a doctor of chiropractic, and my dad. Um, so we all sat down together and we decided that this was a good path for us. Um, it was a new opportunity, but what's really cool is um, we've been basically innovating the cheerleading industry and bringing technology and science to the industry, which hasn't happened before. Um, we do some of the only research on the physiology of cheerleaders in our industry. So having the gym and actually having the ability to bring in those testing um, technologies into our facility in order to facilitate that, that research um, kind of gave us another opportunity to continue to build both businesses and really take the sports science of cheerleading that one step further. So it was an easy conversation, definitely not a conversation we thought we would ever have. Like my initial reaction when I was approached about the gym, I laughed and I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) I have no interest in that. But um, my dad being the mentor that he is to me um, reminded me how important it is to evaluate every opportunity and really look at all of it. Okay, and I'm glad you talked about your dad because that was leading me to another question because I know early on in the beginning, you mentioned that your dad was in investment banking, which looks something totally different than cheerleading and et cetera, because sometimes some investment bankers, they want to know, okay, what are the metrics? What's the ROI, the return on investment? How is this beneficial? And they want to know like the analytics. They want to know the numbers and et cetera to make sure it is a, a smart investment, but then the money is working for itself. So at what point did you, the co-founder and his wife decide to bring your dad on board or was he always a part of the the scheme, but just kind of like maybe a silent partner? Yeah. So he's always been a part of it from day one um, because when we first started it, I was fresh out of university and yeah, I, I had my, some education, like I had done my Canadian securities course, which I mean, didn't really contribute much to (laughs) much to starting a business and 
I had done a year of financial math in school because that's what I thought I wanted to do. I ended up with a general arts degree, but I'd never, you know, actually started a business. And my dad taught me everything. It was really cool. The first probably six months of running Cheer District, my dad um, was working on his own business and I was working on mine and we didn't have an office. We literally just sat in our living room every day. Me on my computer is him on his. And so anytime I had a question, he was right there and I could just ask him. And so, yeah, like, it was, it was so easy to be able to absorb as much information as possible from him. So that's why from the beginning, my businesses have always had, and I learned how to build those really strong foundations because what we see a lot in small business is people who are passionate about what they do, but building a foundation of their business, like building a business plan with a purpose, building financial projections so that you can actually understand where's your money going, what's it doing. A lot of people are missing that because they're like, hey, I really love, I don't know, selling notebooks, like these notebooks that I make, they're, they're awesome. And I love them. I'm just going to buy them and sell them and, you know, make a couple bucks and that's awesome, but they don't actually have a path. So for me to be able to learn how to do all of that as I went along and really start with a strong foundation to begin with was super, super beneficial for me to be able to have that mentor. And my dad's always been so supportive. Um, he's one of our largest investors. Like it's, yeah I'm very lucky I I love that and the way you talk about your dad and the relationship that y'all share gives me that warm fuzzy vibe because that's kind of like the relationship I had with my dad we were super close um one one question that I want to ask before we jump into the CTA is for anyone listening out there or watching the video Brianne they may be thinking this is amazing she has four businesses and I'm just struggling to start mine so do you have five tips that you could share with them on how to really navigate this and I just want to recap you said understand what the foundation is know your why because if you know your why that's tied to your passion and then you could take your passion build upon it and monetize it So it sounds like you have to have clarity and focus, but you also have to have drive and determination. Then once you have that, you could build upon it. So what would your five tips be for someone listening or watching this video that needs to make that next move, but they want to be in business, but they want their business not just to survive, but thrive and they want to eventually. So I know that's a mouthful, so I'm going to stop there, but you get the gist of the question, right? Yes. Yes. I got it. No problem. Um, so the first thing that I would say that I say to all of my clients in my consulting, um, is to have a business plan. So many people skip over it, but there's so much value that can come from a business plan. And even if you're not giving it to somebody else, even if you're not looking for an investor, it's not about an investor looking at it. It's about you taking the time to go through the steps of Who's your target market? Who are you talking to? Why are you doing this? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Doing a SWOT analysis, figuring out your marketing strategy, building your financial projections, like take the time to actually do that and build a foundation because it gives you so much value that whenever a question comes up, which they will, (laughs) you can reflect back on that business plan to say like, okay, that kind of answers that question. This is the direction that I'm going in and it creates I see a business plan as like stepping stones to where you want your business to be in two, three, five years, however you build out that business plan. Um, So that would be number one for sure is build a business plan. Number two, 
build financial projections. If you need help with that, find somebody to help you. But um, money can be super overwhelming depending on how big your business is. You can, you know, getting in the weeds of in the millions can be a lot. <laughs> so making sure that you have clear and sound financial projections. Um, number three, I'd say is more of a Motion, emotional and, men, and mental side of things. And it's push yourself out of your comfort zone every single day. That's where you grow. Um, it's scary and it's hard, but outside of where your comfort zone is where you're going to see the most success. Um, number four, I would say find something that you can stay on top of from an organizational perspective. Make sure that you're not just saying, oh, I'll remember that because you will not. <laughs> Entrepreneurship is incredibly overwhelming. And when you have so much going on, your brain just forgets. So um, there are a ton of project management tools out there. I would say definitely use one or in the simplest of nature, like I have an Apple watch and I tell Siri to remind me. And every time, because I'm when I'm driving, those are when things pop in my head and I'll just be like, hey, Siri, remind me of this. So then I have a list somewhere. I'm not pretending like I'm going to remember because we know that's not going to happen. <laughs> I can check it off. Um, and then number five, I would say is be mindful of your mental health um, and take time for yourself. It's really easy to always be looking for the next best thing, looking to what do I still have to do and forgetting to celebrate the successes that you have had. Um, and over time, that takes a toll because you're always, most of the time, entrepreneurs are high-performing individuals. They're always trying to be a better version of themselves. But I find in turn, we often forget to celebrate what we have accomplished. Um, so one little tip that I like to do is I take um, envelopes and I'll write down a bunch of things that I'm working on accomplishing. And then within the card in the envelope, it'll be like a celebration. So if it's get X number of followers on Instagram, the celebration is go out for dinner with your partner or a friend or whatever. If it's generate X dollars of revenue, go for a spa day. And so that every time you hit those milestones, you get to have a purposeful celebration that's pre-planned, but it makes you remember that it's important to celebrate and not forget and to make sure that you're reminding yourself of the work that you've done to get there, not just what still needs to be done to get to that next best thing. Amazing. And I took some notes because I'm going to put it in the show notes. So this is what I heard based on what you said. And I, I'm just going to regurgitate it for the audience. So you said number one was to build a business plan. For those of you that don't know how to build a business plan, there's different nonprofits out there that can help you. You could start also with the SBA, the Small Business Association too. Number two, build the financial projection. And Rianne said, make sure it's clear and sound. Number three, emotional and mental side. Push yourself out of your comfort zone. When you get outside of your comfort zone, that's when new opportunities and possibilities will enter in because you're letting um, yourself be open to receive new things that are coming into you. Number four, find something you can stay on top of from an organizational perspective. So she mentioned looking into project management tools or, and I put, or et cetera, to hold you accountable. Brianne has a, has a, um, I watch and she could talk to the watch and they'll tell them the watch will help her with reminders. If you're an Android user or a hybrid user like myself, meaning I use 
um, Mac for my computer, Android for my phone. There's different tools that you can use there. And for project management, there is Asana, there's Trello, there's Jira boards and et cetera, dot, dot, dot. If you want more info, you could also reach out to either one of us and we could share. And then number five, be mindful of your mental health and take time for yourself. She mentioned celebrating your successes because sometimes in life, we always accentuate the negativities or we feel like, oh man, we missed the mark or whatnot. But if you celebrate those small wins, those small wins are going to add up and they're gonna turn into big wins. So I just wanted to recap that there to just make sure I heard what you were putting down and I was picking it up. Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to just also add in there, um, if you are looking for a business plan, I have free business plan templates on my website as well, um, which is the one that I use with my clients. So um, you can always find them there as well. Amazing. And Brianne, I want to ask you, is there anything else you want to add to the add to the conversation um, that I didn't ask you that you think would be value for the audience? And if not, we'll jump into the CTA, the call to action part of the segment. Um, yeah, I just think that follow your passions and if it's scary, take a little step out at a, at a time, but continue to push yourself out of your comfort zone um, because what is on the other side and what the life that you can build when you build it based on passion is really, really exciting. So if you need that little push to do what you've been dreaming of, then Hopefully you're hearing this and using that as your push. Amazing. Amazing. And thank you so much for sharing, for sharing that. And y'all, that is amazing. So Brianne, for your call to action, you mentioned that you have those templates on your website. So I know that's a freebie for the listeners out there. Can you please state your website and how they could connect with you on social media? Yep. Um, my website is consultingbyb.com. So B is just the letter B. Um, and then my Instagram handle is at consulting by period B. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. I'm pretty active. I also have a bunch of other business handles, but you can find those kind of through my consulting <laughs> for the other businesses. Um, but I'd love to connect with you um, and, and support you if anybody has any questions about start, starting a small business and just want to shoot me a DM. Like I'm always here here to support and share any tips that I have anytime. Amazing. I just want to thank you for coming on the platform. Hopefully you don't hear the background noise. I am in a shared space and I try to do everything to mitigate noise, but hey, this is post, um, post pandemic and people just record in different spaces. So um, all I want to thank you so much for tuning into this segment. Make sure you like, comment, follow, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. You could also see this video recording on our YouTube channel by going to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, thank you so much for supporting the mission and the movement to curate topics that are educational, inspirational, and motivational, while we also weave in diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. So until the next guest, next segment, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Signing out, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp and Brianne Hansen. All of her info will be in the show notes. So just read and tap in. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, 
comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.